Welcome to Talking Mom to Mom. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. My name is Lindsay and my co-host, whom you will meet shortly, is Rochelle. We are two moms on the opposite side of the same coin. Between the two of us, we have children at every age and stage and hope to inspire those homeschool moms who need to pick me up in their busy schedule, busy just like us. We have come to realize that the best way to approach this sanctifying work of motherhood is with a good dose of humor and humility. Thank you for joining us today. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to Talking Mom to Mom. Today we have episode 11, and we're talking about how to budget for our homeschool. Uh, This is something that I try and do a lot of um, when it comes to budgeting, just because we're on, uh, and Rochelle is too, we're all on a pretty strict budget, and maybe you are as well, and so we hope to give you a few tips today that will be helpful. Is this a curse word, Rochelle, budget in your home? Well, I guess it depends on who you talk to, me or my husband. So, <laughs> Your husband is I, a more analytical one, isn't he? <laughs> he is. He's not a spender. I am more of, I, I run between being a spender and being a saver all the time. It's, it depends on what it is. My husband would describe it as she's willing to spend for convenience and what she wants. And if it's not what she wants or it's not convenient, she's okay saving. <laughs> so it's a good thing I have him. Otherwise, I'd be living in a cardboard box. <laughs> well, I tend to be the penny-pinching one. Um, not that my husband goes and buys just anything and everything, but um, I do tend to be the one that's more strict. And I get anxious <laughs> if we, you know, dip too low in our account or something like that. So when it comes to buying homeschool curriculum, I really – work on not spending too much but it's I mean we all know as homeschool moms it's also really hard not to get sucked into those catalogs that's this time of year I keep getting catalogs in the mail and I'm going what are you doing to me christianbooks.com <laughs> yeah catalogs so, and then it's convention season so for the people going to conventions there's a lot yes. of impulse buying because you're really we excited about, about that you're seeing week. there yeah that's yeah. I mean there's you always have to have what you want to spend in mind. You just you know. got back from convention. Did you buy anything? I did, but I spent under a hundred dollars, and I only bought what I what I really wanted. I mean, I only bought something that I really wanted. I anything else, I decided to wait on because I have a lot left over from the year before. I have some things that I, I tend to buy things that possibly I can use for two years. Uh, based on either, um, like, the topic. Like, for instance, I bought a history program. It was from Knotgrass, and they say you get it done in a year. I thought it moved a little too fast because we really like history. We like to explore it a lot, and it, I didn't want to do lesson after lesson after lesson, and it comes in two books, and one is for the first semester and one is for the second semester. It's their American history book. Well, I decided to do that for two years because do one one year and one the next year because we really enjoy history, and we don't do it every day. We only do history twice a week. So for us to do history twice a week and get through that book, and one, those two books in one year would have been, that wouldn't make any sense. So for me, I didn't have to buy history, and that was one way that I kind of saved, because it was designed to use every day, and I don't do that. And um, a lot of the math that I get, if my kids are using the same thing, I will buy one math, and then they don't write in it. 
And so I will save there where sometimes I'll just like run it off or make a copy or have them write in their notebook. So then the next kid can use it after that. This time they're on different, all of them are on different math curriculums. So it's a little different, but you got to look for sales. Sometimes you just have to. I bought, I just recently bought, what was it for my third grader? I bought her math for a living education on Masterbooks. And if you go to Masterbooks and you go to their scratch and dent, they have some amazing deals. And there are times that I almost thought what I, because I've ordered from them several times from their scratch and dent. And when I open it up, I'm thinking, did they accidentally send me the good one? Because I don't see anything wrong with this. I mean, it's, or then you look and you have to look really close and you're like, oh, there's that one little scratch. I mean, it's totally worth it. Totally worth doing. I bought a, an algebra book that was supposed to be $100. I got it for 50 So, and I won't need it until next year. So I did a lot of my shopping already because it was a sale and I saved a lot of money that way. So, but I didn't buy a lot. I, I determined that I wasn't. Now, going to the convention, sometimes they give really good deals. So, if you can save your money and budget for when you're at a convention, I think that's great. But if you are going to a convention and you haven't planned ahead, then set a small budget, like an expense. Like, I don't want to spend more than $100. I don't want to spend more than $200. And, and stick to that. Because a yeah, lot of times we'll continue the sale. You know, after I, think the, I think it's good at the beginning of the year to sit down with your spouse and talk about what the expenses are going to look like for the year because some years are heavier than others. Um, we use a program called Tapestry of Grace, and it has like a year one, year two, year three, year four, and then you don't buy anymore after that because it all comes in those four years. And so, and some people can do that. Um, you can do one whole thing in one year, or you can split it up between two years, like you were saying that you do, where you, you kind of split your curriculum up and, and cover it over two years. And so the year I would buy it, like last year, was, was a more heavy expense year. But this year I don't have to buy it again, so the, you know it's going to be a cheaper year for us. But I think it's good at the beginning of each year to step forth, okay, these are the expenses that I know that are going to happen. Um, you know, this is the curriculum that I need to buy. Uh, this is the convention or conventions that we're going to go to. Um, and these are the field trips that we would like to cover. I don't, uh, you know, if you want to have um, a budget for if there's museums that cost in your area or anything like that. So most are free, but uh, depending on where you live, there might be a, a cover charge for it. And, um any classes that you would like your children to take, co-op expenses, all those things. You need to lay out at the very beginning of the year and make a list and kind of get a general idea of what that year is going to look like expense-wise and then talk, you know, about how you're going to take out each month what you need to cover those expenses. And um, I'm actually going to provide a link in our show notes for a free a budget tool for you um, to get your homeschool budget in order for the next year. I hope that that's helpful. So you can you can look out um, on our show notes if you're on iTunes or uh, online, and um, we'll have that there for you. That link uh, for easy access. But um, that way you can you can get an idea, and then each month you'll be prepared before you get there. And I also think it's always important to have kind of an extra expenses line because we we know that we all want certain mm-hmm. books, you know, here and there. You got to have the extras, and so and that's even when you're doing your convention expenses. Don't just you know put in 
what you think you're going to need just to cover the charge for going to the convention. You need to think about food money and, you know, any other activities that you want to do. Yeah. I like to, when I start the year, I kind of just put, write down each kid's name, and then I write down my wish list of curriculum, and then I research it to see how much it costs, like just how much it is to begin with at retail value. So I can get a clear idea of the kind of deals I might find. Because oftentimes what will happen is if you buy something that's used, sometimes you'll buy it and it was really only, it wasn't worth it for you to buy it used. It was like, wow, that was a savings of $5. I could have just bought it new and, you know, it wouldn't have had all these pencil marks in it. So I like to know ahead of time exactly how much it's supposed to cost. And then if I do it early enough, I can kind of catch sales, you know, as they come. Or what I will do is then just go to a lot of, if you have a homeschool co-op, you'll notice that, you know, a lot of them, at least the one that I'm in, will have a used curriculum sale every year. And if you don't have a co-op or you don't have one of those, they're super simple to organize because everybody's willing to, you know, sell their stuff and make a little extra money. So that's a, it's a great way to not only get something at a good deal, but to actually talk to someone who used it and see it firsthand before you buy it. So, um, but I like to do that. I like to get an idea of how much it's going to cost, and I add all that up, and then I see where that is in my budget. You know, I just kind of see. I kind of, I like to see. Well, how much would this cost if I bought it all new? I mean, a lot of times I I buy a lot of new things depending on what price I get because I'll look at Master Books. I'll look at Rainbow Resource, which Rainbow Resource is one of my favorite places to buy from because they always have, if you're going to buy new, it seems like they always have the cheapest price. And they have free shipping if you spend over $50. I do so, like them. I purchased from them last year, actually. Yeah, I, I like them. I mean, I like them. I'll buy from Amazon, too, but Amazon doesn't have the, you know, a lot of this, depending on what it is, they might, they'll they have all the books you might want, the like the, not the fiction books, historical fiction, that kind of thing. But some of the curriculum they don't necessarily have. Because I there was a book that I was going to buy some, with my daughter that's dyslexic, they have high-low books. And if you don't know what those are, high-low books are where it's a high interest, but it's a low reading level. So a okay. child can read something that's a little more interesting on their grade level. She read, like, for instance, she read Little Women. Now, she would have had to read it out of the book. It would have been very challenging, very difficult. But they put it on her level, so she was able to read it, and she enjoyed it. Well, the book, if I bought it from the site that it came from, it you know, it wasn't that it was necessarily, it was about the same price on Rainbow Resource, but here's the thing. Instead of, I would have had to pay for shipping because I wasn't going to buy a lot. I was only going to buy a couple of those books. So I went over to Rainbow Resource, and I was like, well, I have a lot more to buy. So I went there, and I was able to get it, and then by the time I was done shopping, it came to like a little over $60, $70, so I got free shipping. Whereas if I would have done it in two purchases, I would have paid shipping twice. You know, one at Rainbow Resource and one wherever and one at this place. So little tiny tricks like that because you can't get everything used. You're not going to find everything used. So making sure, you know, where you can get free shipping or asking on Facebook groups. A lot of people will say they're in search of particular items. Yes, there are so many Facebook groups that be a part of for, yeah. A lot of homeschoolers keep their stuff in really good condition, too. So if you're afraid, see, I was spoiled. I really don't like buying. I'm the type of person that when I go to the store and there's a box and it has a dent in it, I don't buy it. Or if there's something in it, I mean, I'm just, I don't know what it is about me. It's very annoying, and my kids make fun of me. 
because I'm like, oh, no, don't bend my book. I'll never be able to open it again, you know. So I have this thing where I like nice brand-new material, but I, I, mean, I don't have to obey that. That's silly. You know, when you have something like that, you don't have to – you don't have to, like, be drawn into your craziness. But I, I enjoy having brand-new books and knowing that it's all there, knowing that it's – but I have found that a lot of homeschoolers, because I think they see the value in it and they want to sell it again, they really take pretty good care of their stuff. All the stuff I have that I've given away or sold, I've always taken good care of because with the thought in mind that I might want to either use it again with another kid or that I might want to sell it at the end of the year. So I think that – Finding used items on eBay or at a sale, curriculum sale, um, is really worth doing first. Just get the prices so you know how much you're actually saving and the things that you actually want. And if you are having financial difficulty, this is one thing I don't want to forget to mention, um, that um, if you, you don't have to be a member. No, I think you do, actually. If you are a member of um, HSLDA, they do have a – curriculum uh, grant for, I think it's $600. Oh, and I don't have that, and I am a member. <laughs> yeah, they That's do. They have a grant. So if you were to, and it's not that, I know some people who have qualified for it and who were able to get it. If you're in ministry, I think that there is something for people that are in ministry, but um, you just submit. They do ask for information. You know, they do ask for financial information to know that there's a need, but the need doesn't have to be great because a lot of times we say, well, we don't qualify for for aid, but at the same time, we're not wealthy. I mean, we all know what that's like. I mean, we're not poor, but we don't have the extra money or it's really difficult to fit into our budget. They're very generous with how they give their money out. And so it's always worth a shot. You know, it's it's worth it. It's worth just trying it out and just seeing if you qualify. Because six hundred dollars that is enough for I mean for in some household that's enough for three kids. You know, for some right, people, depending exactly. on the age of your kid, it could be enough and you get the money and you spend it any way you like. But you do have to give them a receipt of it. But you can spend it anywhere you like. Like you can spend on Rainbow Resource, you can go to the store, you can go to Amazon, it really doesn't matter. So you can get an online course with it. So if you are struggling or you have job loss, an income loss in your home, and you're trying to find a way to purchase something, because there are a lot of free materials online, but having older kids, like I have a high schooler, I would know what that was like. I mean, there's Easy Peasy um, Homeschool, and that's a fantastic resource. But I know some people want to try something else, you know, or they have – they experienced job loss and they were already using a curriculum. They want the next one. So if that happens to be you, then, you know, look into HSLDA. I don't think you have to be a member to apply, like, for a length of time. I think that you do have to become one, though, and they'll help you out with that membership. So that was my little plug for them because I had just heard yeah, about that when great. I was at the convention. <laughs> and I was no, like, oh, I, I was really not cool. aware of that. So that's, a, that's some really interesting information. We just joined yeah, a couple of yeah. years ago. So that's another thing that if you, uh, when you're doing your budget, if you need to join the HSLDA, I suggest, um, uh, you know, saving up for that. So I think that's a whole family membership is $1,000. Isn't that correct? At least it was for a couple years ago. Yeah. 1000 yeah, for a family membership, and you just pay it once, and then you don't have to pay again. Oh, you mean forever? 
Yes, forever. Is that what you mean? Okay. All right. yeah. I was like, what is she talking about? It's ten dollars yeah. a month or it's one hundred and twenty dollars a year. I was like, what? I only paid a hundred and something yeah, dollars. Yeah, it's, it's, it's if you have like a lot of kids, <laughs> then you can just pay the one-time membership fee. Or yes, you can pay a lot. Oh, that's actually nice. Yeah. Yeah, well, that is nice. Once a year, so it adds up if you have a lot of kids that you're going through over the years, though. So. We ended up doing. Oh, I bet the, it does. Yeah. We saved up and ended up doing the one-time membership fee, um, since we have a few going through for the next, you know, how many, however many years. I'm going to be an old lady by the time all my kids are graduated. <laughs> yeah, I never thought about adding it up that way. That was really smart. Because yeah. that's true. The longer you're paying over a hundred dollars a year every year, and if you're going to be homeschooling for fifteen years or so, it is cheaper for you to take that option. Yes. Didn't yeah, know that. So it See, we're all learning today. We're all saving <laughs> some money, yes. <laughs> um, easy Peasy Homeschool, I was going to ask you about that. Do they do all grades or are they just younger grades? Well, you know what? When I first heard of it, I looked at the site and I, to be honest, I thought it was a little too overwhelming and crazy looking for me. So I got That's what I thought, How, too. I haven't used yeah. it. But I've heard good reviews of it. That was why I was asking. I have. Asking. And I just, there was somebody who just, um, a friend of mine, who just decided to use it, and she thought it was the greatest thing in the world. And I was like, well, and she was telling me more about it, so I looked at it again, thinking, okay, well, you know, it was just my first impression. I'm not really good with seeing a lot of things online. I'm one of the old school homeschoolers. I like to have the books and all that stuff. So it is, it, don't take my word for it being overwhelming and crazy. Really, it's a lot easier to navigate than I had given it credit for. And you just go to the grade, whatever grade you want. It goes through 12th grade. You can either pick a subject, just one subject, or you can pick all the subjects. And it'll take you through this daily routine, and it links out to everything that you need or anything you need to print off. It's actually so well done that I didn't give it credit for, you know, how well done it was before. And I thought, you know, it might be something I actually will end up using as time goes on. I don't use a lot of online things because I have two kids that are dyslexic. But um, and, and they do well with online things. It's just that I usually am the way that I teach and interact. It's usually not the method that I choose is using a lot of online resources in that manner. But it is actually really nice and it is free. Uh, and I almost couldn't believe when I went back and saw it again. I was like, no wonder she's using it. This is great, and it's absolutely free. So a lot of times we think when something's free, it's going to be a lower quality or it's going to devalue something. I don't know who has who's done Easy Peasy. I don't know the person behind it, but whoever that person is has been a blessing to many families because it is quality stuff and it is free. So if you needed to save money and were looking for even if you didn't need to save money and you're just looking for another way, it is definitely something to look at. Um, well, that's really interesting. Like, yeah, I was really surprised by it, actually. And Ambleside Online, that's another free one. That's a Charlotte Mason um Yes, I, I haven't actually been there yet. Can you believe that? After all the Charlotte Mason homeschool podcasts I listen to and everything, I have had that on my list, though, to visit for quite some time. I just keep getting sidetracked. <laughs> It's a yeah. It is a great place to um, get like your reading list for the year, even if that's all you okay. use it for. It has links out to because if there's a book that is like public domain, uh, a lot of times we'll end up buying and realize oh that was public domain, but you know you bought it 
um, like from Amazon because you want the print copy. But a lot, sometimes a lot of these things are public domain, so you they'll link to it where you can just read it for free. So you'll have that resource for you there too. So it's, it's really nice, and that's well done. Is you know that's pretty well done also. So well, and another are, way to say yeah. Yeah, another way to save money is your library. I mean, libraries have so many good resources for, say, you know, to, that you can use in place of maybe your, your curriculum has a book list. Um, for instance, we use, like I had mentioned before, Tapestry of Grace, and it has a very lengthy book list of books that you can get. And a lot of them are at our library, but the curriculum also allows, is flexible enough that if, if I can't find a book at our library, I can just choose a different one and insert it in place of that so that I don't have to, you know, buy hundreds of dollars worth of books. So right. I think that that's, a lot of people forget about that. But it does take some planning and some time to get it all together. But if you've got the time, you can save a lot of money that way. Yeah, I'm probably the only homeschool in the world that doesn't really utilize the library. Not well, I, I can't lie. So. I don't either. With the, with this many small kids, I I know that if I went, they would. I, I could, you know, get them to behave and that, you know, not be completely crazy wild children. But I get stressed about it. <laughs> it well, if I the, went, they would arrest me for owing so many fines, probably. Oh, no, I think I've, I I think I finally paid them all by now. At this point, I haven't been to the library in years, so I paid the last one. But. Um, I always felt like it is kind of silly. It just I was not bringing my books back in time. Now this was before. Okay, this is how many years I've been homeschooling. So this was before you can just go online and say, oh, click it. Yeah, I want to you know keep it out a little longer. I want to keep it out whatever. And before that, I was like, oh, I forgot to go. I forgot to bring it back. I forgot this. I forgot that. So I was always owing. It seemed like every single time I went, I was owing something. You know, one time I my books were overdue and I had videos and they were overdue and the videos cost more when they're overdue, and I was like, oh man, now I got to pay for all these videos because we get so many things out at a time. I mean, it wasn't super costly, but it was just a point of annoyance for me and really kind of silly. But the library is a great place to get a lot of books and to even just go a lot because even just go and look through some of the curriculum or some of the planning uh, books that they have because. The libraries now have a lot of things that I did not expect them to have as far as curriculum or books that or homeschooling type materials. Arts Mystery of History. Arts had the whole audio series for Mystery of History. I was shocked. That That is shocking. I had no idea that they'd have that. But, you know, hey, that's great. You know, that's so I think the best thing to do is to write everything down that you want, like your wish list. Try all the free resources first to see whether you can get it at your library or whether you can replace it easily with something you can get free. And then take notes on that. Then go to, like, Rainbow Resource and uh, Master, but go to a few places, see if you can get any clearance or some scratch and dent things, because most of these sites will have Rainbow Resource. They are, in, you know, they have low prices, but they also have a, a clearance section, too. And also subscribe to the curriculum websites that you're wanting to buy from or Rainbow Resources or ChristianBooks.com because you get the you get discount notifications in your email. Yeah, so see there's you know, that's that's great. But then have your list and then go to some of those sales, you know, like a homeschool used book sale or eBay even if you don't have a used book sale around you. And um I don't really I haven't been on eBay in years, so I really don't know what it's like, but I used to sell my curriculum at eBay. So that's how I would actually make my money is for the next school year 
is I would buy my school books, and a lot of times they would be um, – a lot of times they were new. So, and that it was almost like this is my investment. And then we'd go through them for the year. We didn't really write in them. And then I would sell them on eBay. And they always sold. And they always sold at good prices. I mean, I sold everything. And then I used that money, and it pretty much paid for the, the next year. So it was a constant cycle of, you know, buying and selling, buying and selling. And I've given away a ton of stuff, too, because I'd get stuff on my blog for – uh, reviewing. So that was another way I saved money because I was a curriculum reviewer for so long that I would get a lot of curriculum free. So I was spoiled with the new stuff again because I'd get it free. But then that stuff I would just bless somebody with and give it away um, because I didn't want to, I felt funny selling it. So <laughs> it's like, it was given to me, so I'll give it to someone else. And <laughs> there's a lot of bloggers that do a lot of giveaways too for different curriculum. So, uh, you know, if you um, sometimes depending, you know, on the, the blogger's audience and stuff like that, they might have a lower amount of people who enter the giveaway. So, I mean, if there's only 50 people who enter the giveaway, you might have a great chance. <laughs> it's worth it's worth putting, you know, your name in. Yeah, it. it's worth it. It's not going to harm anything. If you don't get it, then you don't get it. I've won a few things through giveaways, and I've had giveaways on my blog, and people have won. So I think that's it's always an option. I think the earlier you start – the better off you are. It's just it's kind of like Christmas shopping. You don't want to have to buy in a rush because that's when you're going to spend more money, when you're rushing to buy. That's so true. You get yeah. Yourself, yeah. Get yourself on a schedule where you're buying for the next year a lot earlier. You know, I, and that's hard to do, but if you could kind of get it. Now, I know that's hard to do because you might not think, well, what am I going to need next year? What am I going to need? So it doesn't have to be like you're buying you know, it's like most of the time people start buying now, like April, May. You might want to buy a little before then. Like try to plan it out a little bit, maybe maybe even in, you know, February and see what you're going to need because a lot of these publishers know that people aren't buying during that time. So there's sometimes they run sales because they're, nobody's buying. People usually don't buy until spring. So you're And you're going to get sales in the spring too, but usually they're not. And if you can wait, you're going to get back to school sales too. But – the earlier you can, then you can at least ha explore your options. Because if you start looking, that's when you can start looking. Set your budget, set the money aside, and then it, say it's, you know, you're February, you've already set your money aside, and you're like, wow, Master Books has the scratch and debt. I kid you not, they had um, Math for a Living Education, and it had a flash sale, and one of the workbooks was $3. $3. Wow. I wish I, I got in on that. Yeah, I totally missed it because I went to buy it. I put it in my cart, and I put something else in my cart, and I kept doing it. By the time I got there, it was, they were already sold out. So I should have bought it oh right away, goodness. but I didn't. <laughs> so, but the thing is, if you already have money set aside earlier, then when something like that happens, you can just go ahead and buy it. That's how I bought my daughter's um, algebra. She's not going to use that till next year, but it was a $100 book I got for 50 And because I already was, you know, I had some money set aside, and I was like, well, that's worth it to me. That's what I'm going to use it for. So I think that's, like I said, the earlier you do it, it gives you the flexibility to not have to buy all at once. So even if, say, you're not the best budgeter, because I'm not. I'm not really good at budgeting. I'm not really good at planning ahead all the time. And if you're buying a couple things a month, it's a lot easier than having to buy all your curriculum for all your kids, that, you know, a month before school. So if you can spread it out, you might get better deals. You might be able to pay it almost like your little tiny, like a mental installment plan. Like this month I'm going to buy for this kid or, or oh, it just came up. 
So there's a lot of ways to think about this with outside of the box a little bit. You know, if you have the money to do it in February, then buy a few things. You know, that's if you don't and you can wait, then wait. A lot of times I don't buy all the books they need for their historical fiction books and things like that. I don't buy them for the entire year up front right. because no, that's, I'm buying that's other true. stuff. Yeah, I figure, well, you know, if you think this book might – well, you know, even if it's only like $6, you just wait – Buy, buy it closer to the time they need it. And yeah, instead of, no, that's true. You know. If you can consolidate the curriculum, too, to where you're only doing, um, you know, in certain subjects like Bible, history, science, for the whole, like you have a bunch of kids, and you can do one book for a bunch of different grade levels <laughs> at the same time, that's what we do with science and history and Bible. Right. And then you'll yeah, save that's money what we do that too. way, too. Yeah, you that's what time we do as well. Money. Efficiency, efficiency. You know, time and money, those are the things. If we could save that, we would save the world because that's what everybody needs more of, time and money. <laughs> exactly. Any way we can do that is a good way. Well, we are out of time for today. We do hope that um, we what we have shared will help you, help you think about how to plan your budget and give you some encouragement that if maybe you, you know, you're struggling in some particular way. I mean, we've all been there, and curriculum seems a little – difficult to buy that maybe you've come up with a different plan or we've introduced you to something free like easy peasy that is quality stuff that you know is worth looking into so if you um have any more questions about this subject or well anything really then you can go ahead and email us at info at talkingmomtomom.com and we will be happy to help you out you can visit our facebook page at um facebook.com slash talkingmomtomom and um, join us there for conversation, ask a question, give us, send us a private message. We are very happy to help you out in anything, anything parenting, anything homeschooling. We're there for you. If you have a question, let us know, and we'll answer it on the show. And join us next time because we're going to, now we've talked about budgeting, but the next time we're going to talk about how to choose that curriculum. So that's a little bit of a different story. So. We're happy that you joined us today, and we do hope to see you next week. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Talking. Thank you for listening to Talking Mom to Mom with Lindsay and Rochelle. Talking Mom to Mom is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. <laughs>